private eyes in Ireland. The Irish wouldn't wear it. The concept brushes perilously close to the hated informer. You can get away with most anything except telling. What I began to do was find things. Not a difficult task, as requires only patience and pig stubbornness. The latter was my strongest point. I didn't come to it one morning and shout, God wants me to be a finder. He could care less. There's God, and there's the Irish version. This allows him to be feckless. Not that he doesn't take an interest, but he couldn't be bothered. Because of my previous career, it was believed I had an inside track, that I knew how things worked. Over a period of time, people sought me out, asked for my help. I hit lucky and found resolutions. A minor reputation began to build on a false premise. Most important of all... I was cheap. Grogan's is not the oldest pub in Galway. It's the oldest unchanged pub in Galway. When all the rest go unisex, low-fat, karaoke, over-the-top, it remains true to the format of fifty or more years ago. Beyond basic. Spit and sawdust floor, hard seats, no frills stock, the taste for hooches, mixers, breezers hasn't yet been acknowledged. It's a serious place for serious drinking. No bouncers with intercoms on the door. Not an easy pub to find. You head up Shop Street, skip Garavans, turn into a tiny alley and you're home. If not free, at least unfettered. I like it because it's the only pub that never barred me. Not once, not ever. The bar is free of ornamentation. Two hurleys are crisscrossed over a blotched mirror. Above them is a triple frame. It shows a Pope, St. Patrick and John F. Kennedy. JFK is in the centre. The Irish Saints. Once the Pope held centre field, but after the Vatican Council he got bounced. He clings to an outside left. Precarious, the pose. I don't know which Pope he is, but he has the look of them all. It's unlikely he'll regain midfield any time soon. Sean, the owner, who can recall Cliff Richard being young, said to me, uh, Cliff was the English Elvis? A horrendous concept. Grogan's was my office. I sat there most mornings and waited for the world to come knocking. Sean would bring me coffee, a measure of brandy poured in, to kill the bitterness. Some days he seems so frail I fear he'll never make the few steps to my table. The cup rattles on the saucer like the worst of bad news— I'd say, use a mug. He'd be horrified and say, There are standards. Once I asked, as he shook in unison with the cup, Will you ever retire? Will you ever stop drinking? Oh, fair enough. A few days on from Cheltenham, I was at my usual table. I'd won a few quid on the champion hurdle and hadn't yet squandered it. I was reading Time Out. Most every week I'd buy it, the London Guide listing nigh on every event in the capital. My plan. Oh, yeah, I had one. Few things more lethal than a drinker with a plan. Here was mine. I'd gather up every penny I had, borrow more, then head for London. Rent a fine flat in Bayswater and wait. That was it. Just wait. This dream got me through many's an awful Monday. Sean rattled over, put my coffee down, asked, "'Any sign of you going?' "'Oh, soon.' He muttered some benediction, took a sip of my coffee, and it burned the roof of my mouth. 
perfect. The brandy after hit lit among my gums, battering my teeth. Those moments before the fall. Paradise encapsulated. J.M. O'Neill in Duffy is Dead wrote that brandy gives you breath, then takes it away. More, you had to get up earlier and earlier to drink yourself sober enough for opening time. Try explaining that to the non-afflicted. A woman came in, looked round, then moved to the counter. I wished I was more than I was. Putting my head down, I tried out my detection skills, or rather my power of observation. I'd only glanced at her. How much could I recall? A fawn medium-length coat, expensive cut, brown hair to her shoulders, makeup but no lipstick, deep-set eyes over a button nose, strong mouth. Pretty, but not overly so. Sensible shoes of good brown leather.